chapter twenty seven of blackthorn farm by arthur Applin. this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter twenty seven ruby's heroism despard knew exactly what ruby strode had come to ask he saw his opportunity forgetting a little of his own back as he would have put it he smiled to himself as he watched her sitting there nervously twisting up the gloves she had taken off and obviously at a loss to continue a more generous man would have tried to make it easier for her to have helped her but despard was not that sort he merely calculated how much he might ask how far he might go without meeting a rebuff the cards all seemed to be in his hand here he was in his own flat alone with a beautiful woman who had come to ask to beg or to purchase a favor of him he glanced at the clock it was now past ten o'clock in a few minutes the outer door would be locked and the hall porter gone he rose and crossing over to the table poured himself out a stiff whisky as he placed his glass under the siphon he broke the long silence won't you have another ruby he asked in a soft voice ruby started and the blood rushed to her face her courage oozed away then she thought of her mission she must not fail she must keep cool and play this man with his own game she must fool him deceive him appear to give in to him permit him to make love to her anything everything so long as she could persuade him to come forward with the evidence that would save her lover from the crime that now dishonored his good name that had ruined his life and threatened to ruin his sisters thank you i will have a tiny drop please with plenty of soda despard turned his back on her and half filled her tumbler with spirit he then frothed it over the brim with soda now then go ahead he laughed i have come to you to-night to throw myself on your honor to appeal to your generosity to beg you to pray you on my knees if necessary to help me to undo the great wrong that i have done to an innocent man oh mr despard i know you don't like him but i do not ask a favor for him i ask it for myself you once said you were fond of me that you loved me think then what it means to me when i love rupert dale more than life more than honor more than anything in this world or the next think of my feelings night and day night and day never a moment's rest never a moment's peace always the same terrible thought clutching at my heart tearing my very soul that i i his chosen love his future wife have ruined him blasted his life branded his name with dishonor made him an outcast an outlaw hiding in shame from his fellow-men and marjorie his sister she is suffering too i cannot bear it any longer i should have killed myself long ago if that would have helped but it would only end it for me while he would live on never able to clear himself without hope doomed to lifelong suffering by my act my statements were not believed your evidence contradicted mine or at least threw doubt on what i said the jury would not believe me and an innocent man was condemned to penal servitude for my crime 
i know you saw the cheque in my hand because you frightened me by asking me if it was my winnings when i went out of the room i turned as i reached the door and saw you looking at the blotting-pad you looked up and our eyes met i knew you had seen the figures on it as surely as though you had told me for some reason you denied all this in court i thought at the time it was to screen me i know now that you had another motive i have been to my solicitors and to sir reginald's they both tell me that it is quite useless appealing to the home secretary for a rehearing or a pardon or anything unless there is some new evidence that was not given at the trial and that will conclusively prove my guilt you can give that evidence you can prove what i said at the trial was true you can save the man i love from worse than death god help me but you will you will she stopped despard struck a match and lit his cigar and puffed the smoke in rings to the ceiling when the silence had lasted till she could bear it no longer ruby's eyes fell on her tumbler and with a trembling hand she raised and emptied it it burned her throat like fire but her strained nerves hardly noticed it she lay back in her chair and closed her eyes she heard as from a distance despard's voice soft and coaxing my dear girl i had no idea you felt it like that you have always treated me so harshly so coldly i thought you had no heart that you were incapable of feeling the passion that consumed me or of understanding why i refused to speak i will confess to you now that i did it because i love you there don't move hear me out i couldn't bear to send you to prison to make you suffer i thought you would forget this fellow dale now that he has gone out of your life for ever for remember that whatever happens he can never marry you after this even if he was pardoned and returned to england yes i know he's abroad the proof of his innocence is your condemnation don't forget that so it's not much good clearing his name of crime only to tie him to a felonious wife now i have a little proposal to make to you i have made some money out of this mine in devonshire i have a nice little flat here a capital little car round at the garage but no one to share them he rose and crossed the room standing beside her chair so that he could see her face in the mirror above the fireplace but she could not see him now in order to clear rupert dale's name to give him his freedom which by the way he has already taken i shall have to confess that i committed perjury two years ago and they make it rather hot for perjurers they would certainly send me to prison and you will get there without a shadow of a doubt nobody knows where rupert is nobody cares he is probably married and settled down in some remote corner of the earth perfectly happy and content by raking up this wretched affair we shall be merely making several people very uncomfortable do ourselves an incalculable amount of harm and benefit rupert no whit whatever in the mirror he saw the colour mount to ruby's pale cheeks the suggestion that rupert was happily married had not been tactful he waited a moment but she did not speak now supposing i make a statement for private circulation only it 
can be witnessed and make quite a legal document if you like but only those interested should see it rupert's father and sister for example sir reginald if you can guarantee that he will hold his tongue a statement which will absolutely exonerate rupert ruby's voice seemed to come with an effort of course you admit then that you saw me alter the check in rupert's rooms that afternoon despard shrugged his shoulders well as far as i remember i was just coming into the room and i saw you sitting at the bureau scribbling on a piece of paper you blotted it and i saw it was a check i hesitated a moment and as i entered you rolled it up and put it in your glove there was a guilty look on your face and i suspected something that was why i questioned you i took the opportunity of examining the blotting-pad with a little hand-mirror of course i could not tell anything was wrong but i had a pretty shrewd suspicion you may be a good actress ruby but you gave yourself away that afternoon he turned round as he spoke and looked straight at her her face was contorted with rage her eyes were flaming you coward you actually saw me alter the check and you examined the blotting-pad you knew rupert was innocent you knew i did it yet at the trial you would not speak you let an innocent man your friend go to prison why did you do it why answer me why her sudden passion alarmed him she had risen to her feet and was standing close to him gazing straight into his eyes he strained his ears fearing lest someone had overheard her i've got the truth at last she cried everyone shall know it now despard moved placing himself between ruby and the door he was afraid what she might do in her passion you asked why i let an innocent man go to prison he said softly in a gentle reassuring voice it was almost wistful in its tenderness i had to choose between my friend and and the woman i love you ruby you never loved me she cried rupert was my lover and you know it you came between us you were jealous of him that's true he replied with a sigh but i would have been loyal to him if my love for you had not been the strongest thing in my life ruby laughed sarcastically then checked herself what did it matter how despard lied what did it matter if she let him believe that he was fooling her for two years she had been trying to get the confession he now made she had tried every means but one she had done everything but come to him herself and plead with him bargain with him nothing mattered if she could get him to put in writing the confession he had just made she turned away as if overcome and with an unsteady hand poured some more whisky into her tumbler and raised it to her lips i laughed because i found it difficult to believe you really loved me mr despard stepping forward he seized her wrist and swung her round he had just called her a bad actress but she acted well enough now to deceive him you knew i wanted you he said huskily the color ebbed and flowed from her face oh yes i knew that but i want you now he whispered she pretended to try and drag her hand away why have you only just said so because i knew dale still stood between us because you have done your best to avoid me and have tried to set rupert's father and sir reginald crichton against me oh can't you understand my feelings she cried piteously i loved rupert and i knew that he loved me 
and i had injured him in trying to save him it was my duty before everything else to clear his name and i was always a little afraid of you perhaps because i knew you were rupert's rival despard drew in his breath sharply as he inhaled the perfume of her hair she raised her eyes an instant then lowered them in every way she was the direct antithesis of marjorie dale the latter was gentle innocent ruby knew how to love as she knew how to hate a woman with hot blood in her veins a woman with passion her lips gleamed moist and red in the dull light suddenly he flung his arms around her and kissed her she gave a little cry struggled for a few moments then lay quite still and limp despard bent over her feasting his eyes on her beauty again he pressed his lips to hers i'm leaving london to-morrow for a holiday abroad i'm going where there's sunshine flowers and music you'll come with me ruby far away from this dull prosaic city we'll go where there's life and colour and amusement i'm rich now there isn't a whim of yours i can't satisfy she started stared and wrenched herself free she was still acting superbly no you mustn't tempt me i can't not until rupert's innocence is proved duty must come before love though i don't even know whether i do love you despard advanced but she retreated i'll make you love me he whispered the clock struck he glanced at it eleven marjorie would not come now to-morrow she would probably show his letter to her lover or her father they would realize quickly enough the thread it contained the sooner he got away the better i'll teach you to love me ruby come let me kiss your lips again they are sweeter than wine and more intoxicating she laughed hysterically the spirit had gone to her head but she fought to keep her brain clear prove your love she cried stretching out her hands to keep him off prove it gad what an obstinate little vixen it is he said between his teeth what does this fellow rupert dale matter to you she forced herself to smile at him perhaps i'm thinking of myself i told you i've been in hell these two years my conscience has given me no peace i can't rest be happy until i have at least given his father proof of his innocence it would be no use coming away with you i couldn't love you or make you happy a moment despard hesitated he felt with the fascination a return of the desire he had always known for ruby strode she was worth winning worth purchasing you want me to make a declaration that will clear rupert's name should he ever return to england yes write down what you said to me just now it must be witnessed and sent to mr john dale despard sat down at his table and picked up a pen rupert was never likely to show his face in england again he was sure of that but there was a risk it was greater for ruby than for himself he glanced at her over his shoulder he wanted her now but in six months time he might tire of her dipping his pen into the ink he commenced to write ruby stood beside him and watched him when he had finished he signed his name with a flourish and handed it to her will that do she read it carefully yes that's perfectly clear she said and there was a trace of surprise in her voice it must be witnessed he rose and stood by her side to-morrow morning i'll get the hall porter or someone by the way we'll have to catch the ten o'clock boat train it's no use your going back to your flat it's nearly midnight you must stop here dear 
he put his arm around her she repressed a shudder she commenced to fold up the statement he had made i must go back in order to pack she said with a little laugh besides iris collier i share a flat with her now she'll be wondering what's happening to me that will be all right you can write and explain from paris and as for clothes why i'll buy a trousseau there fit for a queen come ruby now i've got you i'm not going to let you go she shrank back and despard held her closer he thought she was only a little frightened and her fear was fuel to the fire of his desire she slipped the statement she had now folded up inside her blouse despard kissed her again and again then suddenly with a quick movement she escaped from his arms and ran to the door until to-morrow she cried feverishly trying to fasten her coat i must get back to-night despard followed her as she opened the door oh no you don't he cried grimly you might oversleep yourself or forget my dear i shall not do that she replied boldly i love you in her anxiety she overacted suspicion flashed in despard's eyes i don't trust you i don't trust any woman living to-morrow you might alter your mind your love may change and leave you cold i want you now i've kept my part of the bargain you must keep yours exerting all her strength she tried to wrench herself free let me go you are hurting me despard lost his temper very well if you'll swear to be here to-morrow by nine o'clock i swear she cried eagerly and give me back that piece of paper my statement if i have it in my possession it will help you to remember your promise ruby ceased struggling and put her hands up to his face caressingly don't you trust me bob i don't he grinned and as he spoke he caught the neck of her blouse with one hand and with the other tried to snatch the folded sheet of paper hidden there ruby staggered back and clenched her fists hit him in the face her cheeks burned with shame and indignation you coward how dare you i hate you she backed towards the door as she spoke i shan't come to you to-morrow but i shall take your statement straight to my solicitors who will show it to the police you thought i would sell myself to you you of all men in the world she flung open the door and ran across the hall before she could escape despard overtook her and seized her left arm as he swung her round her right hand slipped into the pocket of her coat she whipped out a tiny revolver and pointed it into his face let me go or i'll fire instinctively he stepped back then as he recovered from his surprise he laughed you little devil so that's the stuff you're made of well i like it put that toy away and come back immediately if you don't i'll take that paper from you if i have to tear the clothes off your back if you touch me i'll shoot you she cried between her teeth as she spoke despard jumped forward hit up her arm but she kept a tight grip on the revolver he tried to snatch it from her they struggled let me go or i'll shoot she panted i warn you i'll kill you neither of them heard footsteps outside nor the ringing of the front door bell despard seized the hand which held the revolver and slowly forced it back a faint cry of agony escaped ruby as she felt her wrist twisting suddenly there was a sharp report the revolver rattled to the ground ruby ceased struggling twirled round then fell in a heap at despard's feet the front door bell rang again there was a loud knocking despard stood staring at the limp body at his feet 
then he knelt down and seized ruby's hands spoke to her he felt for her heart and his fingers touched something warm and wet there were voices outside shouting for admittance he rose to his feet and gazed round there was no help for it he would have to open the door he did so quick there's been an accident his voice rattled in his throat as he found himself face to face with a tall bronzed bearded man a man he did not recognize yet whose features caused a thrill of fear in his heart an accident he mumbled thickly are you uh, who are you the man brushed past him and flung himself on his knees at ruby's side i am rupert dale despard staggered back and almost fell the hall porter who was just behind put out his hand and caught him by the arm ruby strode opened her eyes and looked into the bronzed face bending over her a little light came into them as she gazed into the eyes watching her so tenderly i he shot me an accident i think but he tried to steal she moistened her lips and tried to raise herself her eyes grew brighter who are you she whispered don't you know me ruby rupert said brokenly i am your lover dear i'm rupert i've come for you i've come back to take you away with me out to the home in the east i've made for you ruby ruby with an effort she raised her arms and fastened them round his neck thank god you have come her voice was growing very faint don't believe what mr despard tells you here inside my blouse there's a paper signed by him it completely exonerates you it tells the truth which he concealed at the trial listen rupert don't speak you are free now i've saved you at last in spite of all say you forgive me i did it because i love you dear say you forgive me he lifted her and rested her head on his breast he kissed her lips i came back to take you with me ruby i made good out in the east dear a home for you i only landed this morning i went to your rooms miss collier told me you had come here hush don't speak you'll be all right by and by she shook her head i'm dying but you'll take me with you rupert his lips trembled the words stuck in his throat i came home for you i'll take you with me ruby darling i'll take you with me a smile flitted across her lips her eyes closed almost as if she were tired and falling asleep then her head rolled and fell back gently laying her down rupert put his face close to hers when he stood up there was a crumpled piece of paper in his hand he turned and saw robert despard standing in the centre of the sitting-room on either side of him a police constable an inspector came forward and said something but rupert scarcely heard he unfolded the paper and handed it to him i've just found this tucked inside the lady's dress he said fighting for control of his voice she told me it may throw some light on the affair you know her sir the inspector said rupert bowed his head he was silent a moment down his tanned weather-stained cheeks tears were silently falling she was my affianced wife End of chapter 27